Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Hello and welcome to Editor's Note. I'm Yair Pinto, and together with me, as always, is TV7 Editor-in-Chief Jonathan Hessen. How are you doing? Doing well, praise God. How about yourself? I'm great, and I'm really happy to be here. How was uh, Finland? You've been away for a week. It was productful, uh, to say uh, the least, of course, in uh, less than a couple of hours from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one component of the fruitful endeavors uh, will be showcased uh, on... Uh, Uh, our social media channel, uh, as well as elsewhere. Um, We're living in difficult times. We're living in tumultuous times. To say the least, uh, the world is not stable. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had the opportunity to have some interesting conversations with uh, senior officials, uh, military intelligence, diplomats, and uh, we'll give some glimpses in today's program, of course. So Great. I'm sure this will be really interesting uh, to our viewers. And also, I'm curious to hear what, you have to, what the, these meetings uh, reveal to you. And, of course, the program that you were talking about is uh, Europa Stance that will Indeed. be aired uh, today at 9 p.m. on our social media website and everything. Indeed. But uh, before we start, let's give thanks to, to God for having you back here. You look better, you look more healthier than before, so I think we should thank him also for our health. Indeed, absolutely. Please join me back at home uh, in prayer. Avinu shel v'shamayim, toda lecha, toda lecha, shata v'shlita, toda lecha, shata merape. Our Father in heaven, thank you that you're in control, that you are our healer. Thank you for really um, healing Jonathan, healing me and the team, and we really pray for continued health for our families, that uh, <coughs> We can do our jobs, you know, to the maximum extent of our abilities for your glory. We really thank you for being our provider. Thank you for really providing us with what we need to do your will. And we always ask for more, for more wisdom, for more, um, you know, finance and everything we need in order to do what you called us to do. So please bless us, bless our viewers back at home. Amen. Amen, And Jonathan, just I would like to take a few uh, minutes before we dive into all the you know the topics that you wanted to share with our viewers, to really uh, remind our viewers and, and maybe share with those who don't know that uh, TV Seven Israel and the uh, Truth for the Nations is a ministry. So all the productions that you guys see here are available are available to you for free. And everything is based on donations. At the moment, we have uh, our majority of the donation is based in uh, Finland and a few hundreds in the United States. And that's what really keeps us going. So I would really like to take this opportunity and ask you guys back at home to pray and uh, seek your heart. If God is telling you uh, to bless, to be part financially with what we do here in TV7 Israel, so please go to our website, tv7israelnews.com. We have a donate area there that explains all the different ways that you can partner with us, can give uh, one-time donations or 
annual donations, weekly, monthly, whatever you like. And it doesn't matter the amount, whatever God puts on your heart. This is the way we operate. Okay, so if you like our programs, the news and the daily programs, the Jerusalem Studio, you can really uh, help us sustain what we do. And moreover, the more finance we have, the more programs we do. This is how we operate here. And then, uh, as we always say, Jonathan, you know, we're here to share the truth. That's our vision and teach and, you know, share what's happening in Israel and the Middle East in order that our viewers back at home can pray, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We believe that in order to pray for something, you need to know it. You need to know what you're praying for. You need to know the situation. And this is the platform that provides this knowledge to, to our viewers. God knows our hearts, mm-hmm. you know, and, and He recognizes the, the challenges and the opportunities for each and every one of us. He ordains um, ministers. He ordains uh, individuals for specific tasks uh, in, in multiple capacities. Um, as you mentioned, we are uh, solely reliant on uh, the grace of, of God uh, when it comes to donations and, and, of course, the favor of our viewers who are mm-hmm. then led to, to support what we do. We, we have several hundred um, donors, um, of course, from the majority, as you mentioned, come from Finland, but also uh, from other European countries, including the Netherlands, uh, Germany, um, Portugal, and, mm-hmm. and uh, elsewhere, including, of course, in the Pacific. We have people supporting us from New Zealand, Australia, um, Africa. Uh, we have yeah. people uh, uh, standing with us and the United States of America, Canada, mm-hmm. of course, um, so we are a global family, mm-hmm. understanding uh, the unique endeavor that uh, we are able to serve via TV7 Israel, uh, via uh, Truth for the Nations, the uh, uh, organization also mm-hmm. in the United States that we uh, created in order to facilitate uh, also many of those productions mm-hmm. and to bless our viewers all over the world. And we are in need, of course. Uh, these aren't easy um, times economically speaking, yes. but uh, I know that uh, we have a core of faithful donors um, who are standing behind this vision and rallying in order to support. Not everybody is able, and we are also um, understanding of, of the circumstances. Uh, nonetheless, in order to sustain, I don't even want to speak about developing and, and growing to sustain what we're creating today. Uh, we need more support uh, to uh, have uh, all those various productions available for free. Mm-hmm. We do not want to be market-based um, because market-based means that uh, the um, investors, quote-unquote, will have the capacity to manipulate, to um, uh, force editorials in a certain line or in a certain uh, uh, understanding. Uh, We believe that uh, the freedom of the editorial to speak truth is not always popular. Uh, But uh, nonetheless, uh, we we want to mirror what truly is happening. Mm -hmm. And by doing so, uh, truly impact the nations for God's sake Mm -hmm. and for his kingdom and, and uh, this is an encouragement to be able to serve in such a capacity, uh, which is, you know, I, I see it as a blessing. 
Yeah, definitely. Plus, I think uh, our viewers enjoy that we don't have commercials on our shows. Indeed. Is, they can watch it, watch it from end, beginning to end uh, clear. But, um, okay, let's get to our topic. As, uh, as we said in the beginning, you spent a week or a little bit more in Finland, and uh, you had some very interesting meetings. Well, I had the opportunity to <clears throat> sit down uh, with uh, a number of generals, uh, um, intelligence personnel, also um, diplomats, and uh, communicate on, on different developments. Of course, uh, it was enlightening. Uh, we do this regularly and uh, in order to provide our viewers at home with uh, truly what's happening in uh, the various uh, arenas that uh, either impact directly or indirectly the peace mm -hmm. of Jerusalem. Uh, of course, this allows us to pray for the situation, to intercede for the situation, to proactively um, discuss this matter with our surroundings, but also to talk to our representatives, either in parliament or in Congress mm -hmm. or anywhere else. Uh, so they are aware of the challenges at hand uh, and we're living in, in times that are more explosive than what people think. And we're not sensationalists, you know. We don't speak for the sake of, of uh, trying to draw as many as possible uh, viewers. No, that we're really living in difficult times. And we're blessed with um, truly top echelons, um, not only communicating mm -hmm. with us regularly, <laughs> but also coming to the studio uh, and wanting to share with us and, and partake in this mission. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the studio has uh, been uh, hosting um, from heads of intelligence to foreign diplomats to practitioners of different capacities that uh, truly know what they're speaking of yeah. and are working behind the scenes in shaping the world and shaping Israel the way it is today. Yeah, and, so. it's, and it's really, really nice what you said that you, in this week, you, and regularly, you go and you meet with them personally, mm. not by phone, not by technology in person. And it's not like a one-way information stream from what I understand. It's also, they come to ask you for advice or for an update on what's going on in Israel. And these are policy um, you know, makers in the in Europe, in the United States, in other places. So by getting the truth about what's going on in Israel, they can really act uh, into shaping their policy in mm. accordance with, you know, with the reality. And this is, I think, what we all pray for. When we pray for the leaders, we pray that they will be wise and that they will act according to good information, to good counsel. So I think that this is a really nice, um, I know, part of, of the job that many people don't know. It's not like being a reporter, only, you know, you only observe the information from these uh, diplomats. You also share with them, and that is a bigger impact. So we have the impact of the, what we share on the TV, but in these private conversations, I'm sure that you go into details that you are not allowed to share on the mainstream TV because it's uh, more personal. Well, obviously, uh, we, we cannot share everything publicly. Yes. Um, that is correct. But uh, nonetheless, uh, we are careful with every word that we speak. And we try to 
uh, mirror reality <coughs> in the clearest way possible so our viewers at home uh, truly understand what is happening. Um, in between the lines, sometimes we hint to the fact that we know, uh, know and, and people in the know then come and, and um, speak with us about that specifically. But uh, the times that we live in, again, we live in very precarious times where we look at realities, we hear the statements by officials and, and leaders about specifics and, and sometimes we ask ourselves, okay, what is this about? Uh, mm -hmm. Why is this happening? And um, I, I do counsel, I, I do provide advice to uh, different people um, who are uh, within decision-making capacity. Uh, they approach me for this particularly and, and I have uh, been blessed with favor um, and uh, clarity of mind to, to understand and comprehend the, the variables that are occurring and of course access that not everybody has. Nonetheless, um, uh, with God's grace, we're able to utilize uh, this position in order to serve our viewers. Yeah. And I find this more important than anything else. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that this is uh, a point where we can truly delve into uh, the spiritual, into mm -hmm. that element which is not dealt with um, enough yes. in my perspective. Um, too many times, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go into conversations with uh, pastors who approach me um, and uh, other spiritual leaders and uh, they are influenced by much disinformation, unfortunately. Uh, so, living in both worlds, in both realms, um, I'm able to clarify things to them and, and uh, to provide them with understanding on, no, but this is the reality at hand, um, and certain things are still not in place, certain things are in motion, certain, uh, certain things are heading in a certain direction. Of mm -hmm. course, I can't also divulge everything to them, um, uh, in light of clearances and, and other aspects. Mm -hmm. But um, it is a blessing to be able to be a uh, cornerstone uh, as TV7 Israel mm -hmm. uh, and to bless so many. Yeah, and I think that, um, as you said, that, you know, our main focus is, of course, blessing the viewers with this information. And uh, by doing that, you know, the viewers also have a really important role in all this uh, sharing the truth. You know, people at home, when they hear the situation here, they can go and talk to their representatives and influence them. And that way we can really impact and change the world. Indeed. Unlike just, you know, you talking to all, everybody in the world yourself. It's not uh, the same. But um, you mentioned uh, that you had some very specific talks about the situation with the nuclear deal uh, with Iran which of course affects Israel, of course, um, affects the world because everything is connected. So I'm really curious to hear what you have to say. Well, this will come as a surprise to many people, um, but Iran is virtually a nuclear weapon state. Um, so they have a nuclear bomb? They do not have a nuclear okay. bomb, no. no. Um, people need to understand that okay. Iran is being monitored um, very closely by multiple 
intelligence agencies. Uh, sometimes uh, the Iranians, because they try to disconnect uh, the different components, so once um, uh, one area is, you know, uh, infiltrated, uh, the other part will not know, and, and they'll be able to mitigate harm. Uh, you mean that they, that they, okay, they have one factory that uh, creates one part of the bomb, another one that does another, and then if one is compromised, then it's not, the whole process is not right. destroyed, basically. Uh, so, uh, le- let's um, just clarify, the West knows more about the Iranian mm-hmm. file than many Iranians in the know have knowledge about that same file. So uh, there is ongoing efforts to understand and comprehend uh, at what stage they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I, I mentioned, and this is not my, my own words, this is uh, the words of uh, one of the generals I spoke with, they are virtually a nuclear weapon state, uh, not a threshold state, a nuclear weapon state. Um, and uh, the JCPOA, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, which is the technical term for the 2015 nuclear agreement, um, is a delaying component Mm -hmm. to allow to deal and to prepare for how to um, frustrate Iranian efforts to assemble the various components into a bomb. So Mm -hmm. as we hear time and again uh, for months now, that uh, the uh, Americans keep on echoing time and again under the uh, the Biden administration that um, Iran, excuse me, is weeks away from um, breakout point. But they say that for months already. Right. So it's uh, the, the Americans keep on saying this also, that it's not a... Um, a temporal clock. It's not uh, chronologically speaking I weeks say, away, once but decide. it's technically yeah. weeks away. Why is it technically weeks away? It is because um, they the Iranians have established various centrifuges and various components that if they assemble all of this together and make a decision to transition into nuclear weapon-grade material, that then would be... Um, installed on nuclear payloads Mm -hmm. into uh, ballistic missiles or um, uh, weapons that are capable of carrying nuclear uh, payloads, Mm -hmm. uh, they would be able to do this in a matter of weeks. I see. Okay. Okay. So the the decision has yet to be made. Now, um, the Iranians are very astute. They're very keen in their understanding the red lines of the United States, mm-hmm. the red lines of Israel, the red lines of the West at large. And as such, they are they have not done everything together and gone I a see. straight line. They developed the various components in order to avoid a situation where they are in that breakout point. Okay, so they're basically get closer to the red line, but they don't cross it. Correct. So whenever they decide, it will be very easy for them to Correct. So uh, the idea basically is, and, and this is uh, according to the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, the limitations on Iran's mass uh, production of its centrifuges um, 
all restrictions thereof are uh, lifted in 2026. Mm -hmm. So this is the point where the Iranians basically can accumulate significant amounts of, of fissile material of the various components in order to prepare for a number of nuclear bombs. Mm-hmm. One nuclear bomb won't cut it. Yes. Okay, if Iran has one nuclear bomb, it will be obliterated mm-hmm. within days. And uh, the Iranians are quite aware that they don't have the upper hand. Uh, what will uh, create suddenly a shift would be for the Iranians to uh, suddenly announce, okay, we have an arsenal of a number of weapons mm-hmm. uh, that allow us to develop and, and, and um, then provide an umbrella to other activities, okay? Yes. So within the great power competition, the Chinese, the, the Russians provide a certain protection umbrella to the Iranians from a fiscal, from an economic perspective. But militarily speaking, there are many angles that the Iranians are... Uh, preparing for the day that the war will break out. Uh, The Israelis, uh, we heard uh, the former uh, uh, director of military intelligence, uh, Hyman, Mm -hmm. um, speak to this that from Israel's perspective at this stage, it is better for for Iran, uh, for the international community to have a nuclear um, agreement. Really? Yes. The reason for that is, and this is something that is not echoed by the Americans, the Americans always speak to that uh, uh, one sentence. The other sentence says that in order to prepare for the moment of war, so it will provide a certain gap for the Israeli armed forces and the Israeli security establishment to prepare for that moment of breakout that the Iranians will take that decision and they will rest assured they will take mm-hmm. that decision at some point. Um, so basically, okay. So so the point of the nuclear deal, from what I understand, is that by twenty twenty six, okay, they will have the ability to do this bomb, but not in two weeks. Iranians already have enough fissile material for at least one bomb. There's talk about between one to three. If they assemble, again, all of those components and they put them together. But uh, the point of the matter is that they don't want one to three bombs. They want a number of nuclear uh, um, capable missiles Mm -hmm. that would then allow them to to truly deter um, Israel, to deter the United States and other countries from uh, engaging uh, Iran and then stopping their other aspirations. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, in correlation with this, uh, the Americans basically said, okay, well, we're not going to lift. And this is, by the way, uh, a certain aspect of this. Um, The Americans are not willing to lift the foreign uh, terrorist organization's um, designation of the Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps, which, by the way, the Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps, the RGC, is the one operating all of the nuclear facilities. So those nuclear okay. facilities, particularly the ones underground, which we reported on, uh, that uh, the, the centrifuges are being moved to underground holes, okay, and, and the IAEA, Director General Rafael Mariano Grossi, acknowledged also the fact that they are moving 
uh, all of their centrifuges underground to bunkers, basically. Um, the Iranians are also preparing to protect those uh, components, okay. but those are under the umbrella of the RGC. The missile component, the ballistic missile component, is also being developed by the RGC. So a terrorist entity that is developing Iran's nuclear program, um, and specifically the, the weapons dimension of this nuclear program, as was the case under Ahmad, Fakhrizadeh that was allegedly assassinated by the Mossad and Iranian elements or opposition elements within Iran mm -hmm. um, was a major general in the RGC. So we know that the RGC is the one pushing uh, the operation to develop nuclear weapons. Um, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei's fatwa or religious ruling that mm -hmm. uh, developing nuclear weapons uh, is uh, against uh, Islamic norms is a lie, okay? Yes. It is just being um, frontally trying to alleviate concerns, domestic concerns in Iran mm -hmm. regarding this, and of course foreign concerns as well. But everybody is aware of, of where things are going. Um, the Americans provided Israel guarantees with regard to uh, the, the timeline. Uh, okay. It is providing it with access to more advanced weaponry mm -hmm. uh, in order to prepare for the war the moment uh, the nuclear agreement is already uh, not, it doesn't provide um, the uh, necessary guarantees in order to thwart Iran from attaining a nuclear weapon. Um, but at this stage, the Americans, especially under the Biden administration, are not willing to go to war. Uh, and this is understandable. Nobody wants to go to war. But what you want and reality yes. are not always going hand in hand. Yeah, and as we said, sometimes it, people or nations who are not willing to go to war for freedoms or for principles that uh, are basic and are fundamental to their existence will suffer a lot more in the future. L let me put it this way. At this moment in time, if the Americans react, and there are a long list of options to their disposal, mm -hmm to thwart Iranian aspirations to develop a nuclear weapon without a nuclear deal, it still are, is able to do so. And it might not lead to war because the Iranians know what war with the Americans would mean to yes. them. On the other hand, um, delaying this and allowing the Iranians to assemble those components and potentially creating a nuclear warhead, more than one, yeah. uh, more than one an arsenal of those, um, is war inevitable exactly okay unfortunately we're out of time yes. but to our um, benefit and praise God mm -hmm. that he still is in control uh, of the whole situation and we can rely on him that um, during those times of strife he is in control we should pray for the situation we should pray for wisdom for our mm -hmm. leaders whether we agree with them or not it doesn't matter we should pray for them that God will lead and guide them uh, to take the right decisions and not just uh, act in um, obsession of one political agenda or another. Exactly. Well, thank you, Jonathan. It's a pleasure. And thank you to our viewers. And I'd like also to take this opportunity to wish uh, Israel uh, 74th Happy Independence Day. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Editor's Note.
Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.